Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I do not like beginning shows under these circumstances. Rushed. Yeah. Rushed. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know me. I like to get in a little bit earlier. I like to get settled in. I like to get sure. organized. Mm-hmm. But this was a rush job this morning. Yeah, what happened? I felt like I felt like uh Chad Brown. Orlando yeah. Franklin. But see, they don't feel rushed. They that's just their natural like uh like our guy Zach by. It's like their natural biorhythms. <laughs> right. They just roll in and, and they're ready to go. So Yeah, I'm a- I've never been one to like to just come in and as the music's playing. Yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, the drive this morning. Woof. You all right? Not that the drive itself, the conditions was, was were that side, bad. Was side streets bad? Side streets were. I mean, no, but it was well, not great, but nothing unusual. But it just right. seemed like there were either a lot of idiots out there this morning or the overly, overly, overly cautious drivers oh. that can be dangerous because... The flasher? They're go- the flashers? The flasher guy? Or the one that just decides, oh, this is too much for me, and they just, like, all of a sudden slow down to, like... 10 miles an hour yeah. in the middle lane, and you're coming up behind them like, whoa, hey. Now, I do want to make a, an announcement here. If you are heading, this is this is serious. If you are heading north on I-25 towards the Tech Center, I would recommend a different route. There is a uh, semi that's jackknifed right about I-25 whoa. and um, Bellevue. Really? Right in the middle lane. And traffic is backed up. Hopefully you're not. I did not run. I did not run into that. Traffic. No, it's mo- it's it's recent enough that as I was heading southbound, I uh, passed the jackknife and traffic had backed up at this point, probably about a mile, half mile, three quarters of a mile. But it's yeah. it's going to continue for a while. Yeah, it must have jackknifed uh, shortly after I had already gotten off I twenty five this morning. I twenty five was not. Um, most of the streets on, um, on my drive, the streets were wet, and then uh, I twenty five was was fine. But um, anyhow, you know it's going to get you know it's going to get slippery, Mike. You know it's going to get bad. It's going to get worse. Well, before it gets better. if you're coming up from Castle Rock, Parker, if you're if you're heading north on I twenty five, I would recommend go home. <laughs> yes, go home. Go, home. go back to Take bed. The day off. You have my permission. Yes. Signed, go. Epstein's mother. Yes. Just go in. Some people got that. Yeah. Just go in the kitchen, pour yourself a big cup of joe. Uh-huh. And um, and chill out. Yeah. Delicious. I had an easy drive, except uh, I decided, normally I, I sit in here and drink my coffee black, but I decided this morning I was going to bring some cream with me. Oh, <laughs> living on the wild side. Craziness. And uh, <laughs> my cream leaked all in my little front Tummy pocket. It's kind of like having your own little, uh, your own little uh, fanny pack. My tummy pocket of my. Yeah, tummy. I noticed you're just going uh, t-shirt this morning, showing off the guns. Impressive. Yeah, so I had to, uh, I had to wash out the little. Uh, it's like a little kangaroo sack in the front of your. your yeah, it's hoodie. like it's like wussy quarterbacks who can't handle the cold. Yeah, yeah, constantly put your hands putting in. their hands in the front. So part. I had a, just a, a lap full of cream this morning. I was I was driving. I was like, whoa, what happened here? Whoa, <laughs> hey. 
I get excited to drive in the snow. Hey-o. Oh, wait. So, yeah, it was a... Uh, so anyhow, I, I rolled had, over I on get, the juice box. Yeah, I had to get, I had to get it in here and wash out my. Oh, so oh. otherwise, you know, you just walk around like it's everything smells sour, and then it becomes if everywhere you go it smells like sour milk, maybe it's you. <laughs> that's that's right. That Variation on your famous yes. line. Well, you had a uh, interesting dinner, yeah, last night, I did, which I, did. Uh, I guess passes for a little bit of. Uh, Breaking news on the Broncos coaching front. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's not breaking news because if DMAC had his mystery candidate, you know, he said there's a mystery candidate. You know that DMAC uh, is breaking news on the mystery candidate, and so then, like shortly thereafter, I'm listening to DMAC and and Wolf and uh, a, a host of characters on the afternoon show, and um, I get a text. First it was phone call, then a text. Hey man. I'm in town for one night, interviewing tomorrow. Swing by and have dinner or whatever. Uh, and so anyhow, it was uh, linebacker coach Greg Minuski, a former teammate of mine. So went over to the Inverness, had a little dinner, but he's interviewing for a linebacker coach, which is which is interesting because there is no D coordinator right now. Yeah, normally the D coordinator would fill out those positions. But you're not, you haven't picked a D coordinator yet, so you're going through that. Again, another veteran coach, guy who's been there, guy who's done along. Minusk has been, you know, he's been all over the place coaching-wise. Has he been a D coordinator? Oh, yeah. yeah, He was a D coordinator with, I I believe, with the Chargers, with Indianapolis, and with Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, yeah, he's been a D coordinator, but he's uh, interviewing for a linebacker coach, as far as I know, this morning. was Was he the mystery candidate? I have no idea. But he's doing good, in case you were wondering. We played in Washington together. He was my first roommate. No my, kidding. My rookie year, yeah. Hey, he'd be, he'd be a, he was a. Was he a veteran at that time, or was he a rookie too? Second year, I think. Okay. Second year guy. Um, would have probably gone to the Hall of Fame had it not been for the invention of a forward pass. If it was just. If it was just a run-only Tebow league. Yeah. Yeah. He had a forehead made out of concrete yeah, reinforced re- with rebar. Re- yeah, rebar, reinforced. Yeah, absolutely. Steel plate in his head. Uh, he could come downhill on you. He became like a, a legendary special teams player. We used to, we used to joke around call him Hurricane Minuski. Just running down, hitting things. But, uh, yeah, covering kicks and all that stuff. So he, he, he played for like 12 years in the league. So he's interviewing today for the linebackers, Coach. Yeah. Okay. Well, checking Mike Kliss this morning. No, no mention of uh, any... Other defensive coordinator candidates. So as of right now, we continue to go on the assumption that it's a a pool that includes Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph, Sean Sean Desai, Desai, yeah, Chris Richard. Yeah, it's fluid, Mike. We're we're monitoring the situation, ladies and gentlemen. It's fluid. (laughs) And oh, by the way, the combine comes up next week. I don't know. Just you know, call me bit of a. Pragmatist, but uh, I would think that you might like to have your yeah. coaches in place. I get that the combine yeah, is it. overrated, but it is still a tool. It is not the tool that you use in evaluating players, but it is a tool, and I'd like to have my coaches right. either there watching or at least hammering down film of all the stuff that uh, took place during the day. I don't that know. Would probably be- Call me old-fashioned. 
Right. Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, there's a lot. There's a lot of, of organizations who have quit sending coaches there. They're more into the film study yeah. and letting their scouts and maybe a head coach or whatever go be the, you know, the eyes on those particular players. So it's not imperative that you have. I I would I wonder. Might be a good question for Cecil. How many actual coordinators go to the combine? Slash offensive defensive coordinators with there. As opposed to just head coaches, you know, GMs and, and your your main scouting department. Well, it's not just the combine, by the way. The free agency starts March fifteenth. And the negotiating period when teams can reach out to agents to start talking. Mm-hmm. So basically free agency starts uh March thirteenth. So it's coming up. It's right around the corner. It, it is. So yeah. for all those reasons, and uh, I don't know, maybe your defensive coordinator might have a, an opinion on whether or not Draymond Jones is somebody that is essential to mm-hmm. his plans moving forward. It's a good question. Yeah. Just minor details. 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 Just, just, just minor the, details. The small thing. But hey, in Sean Payton, I trust me too. Okay. Me too. All right. We are off and rolling again. Uh, just to, I'm sure there are some other hot spots around the uh, Denver metro area when it comes to traffic, but uh, I can tell you for sure that uh, we do have a jackknife going on at uh, I-25 North and uh, Bellevue area. So uh, try to avoid that if you're coming up from that direction. When it comes to what this new defensive coordinator needs to do, what did this defense lack last year? That needs to be better this season with that new D.C. That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Slareth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. So as we await uh, word on who the next Broncos defensive coordinator will be, Mark, what is that new D.C.'s number one job going to be? If you look at last year's defense, what needs to be better? What needs to be fixed? What needs to be improved? I don't know. I don't know. Like, individually, the, defensively, they played great, and they – Shut people down, especially in the red zone. Their scoring defense was outstanding, considering the fact that they didn't play, you know, an ounce of complimentary football. That offense was was just flat out pathetic. So, I think that that's, um, you know, I think that obviously staying on top of that, I, I do think you need reinforcements off the edge. Um, can you count on Randy Gregory? Like, what is your edge rotation look like? Do you have legit kind of big time? You know, guys that can they can consistently pressure the quarterback off the edge. I think you need more depth D line wise, and I think linebacker wise, you know, middle linebacker wise, it'd be nice to have a sideline to sideline guy, right? It'd be nice to have one of them difference makers in there. So they were middle of the pack in points allowed, fourteenth. They were middle of the pack in turnovers forced, like seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was a this was a middle of the pack defense, which considering 
how they had to drag, pull, lug this offense around. That's not that's not too bad. But there there are a lot more holes on this defense, aren't there? Than than you would think when you when you start looking at it and you look at free agency and you look at uh, the the draft. You know, you you who's the corner opposite Pat Sertan? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody likes Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, but they are limited in 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 many respects. Like that sideline to sideline guy, right? Uh, pass rushers, you know. <laughs> Right. At this point, if you get ten games out of Randy Gregory, oh, that'd be. I'm happy. Right. Not happy, but that's my over under. Yeah. I mean, he always Randy Gregory is always plays his butt off. He plays hard, but you know it's availability issue. You know the lack of availability is always an issue with Randy Gregory. And then you know Brandon Browning was was really good. Cooper was good. Like rota- they, they feel like those guys feel like. I think Brandon Browning has a chance to be special, but they still feel like rotational pieces. Nick Benito feels like a rotational piece to me. Um, and then, you know, defensive line-wise, do you really have what you need? DJ Jones was incredible, I thought. I thought he played great. Um, obviously, you're probably going to franchise Draymond Jones. Well, are they? Uh, Mike Kliss reporting yesterday on Round News Bronco Insider that uh – they're in no hurry to do it. They may they may wait right up until the the March seventh deadline, which would tell you what are they trying to get something done with him? I mean, at, at this point for Draymond Jones, why would you? Seriously, why why would you sign a deal now before free agency strikes? You bet on yourself. You made it this far. You're healthy, right? And and listen, man. I mean, I guess it comes down to like w- where you are. If they franchise tag him, I think it's about almost twenty million bucks yeah, for a year, nineteen yeah. point whatever. Yep. So, I mean, nineteen bucks or nineteen thousand, nineteen thousand, nineteen million. Wow, you went from nineteen dollars to nineteen thousand. No, I was going back to my day. 19, yeah. my nineteen dollar <laughs> signing the bonus. Mark Schlereth pay uh, pay scale. Yeah, it was a $19 signing bonus and 19000 base salary. Um, Go get it, kid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, you're starting. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, like, I see quarterbacks do it all the time, but the likelihood of getting hurt as a quarterback is probably far less than it is as, as a defensive lineman, so I understand why you want that security. But, again, you've made it this far, I'd gamble on myself. Is he, is he a a must re, must keep in your mind? Yes, really. Yeah, I think I think Draymond Jones has like star potential. I think he's really good right now. Don't get me wrong; I think he's really good right now. But I think that dude is a star in the making. Now, in that particular defense, you, you've always got to you've always got to kind of parse that that talk with. Like what is statistically? What are you looking for? Because in that defense, man, this is that Vic Fangio style defense that everybody plays. And you're going to have a tough time putting up numbers at times because of alignment, assignment. You're going to be in the mix, getting double teamed. It's not like you're in a four-three where you're the edge presence, or you know, I mean. People are going to have a a plan for you. A, a lot of five man front, a lot of you know, a lot of down in the trenches type of of work for Draymond. I don't know what he had, 
you know, we always look at sack totals, but sometimes you got to go beyond sack totals. Disruption. You have six and a pressures. half. You six and a half. Yeah. Pressures and all that stuff. And, and understand that you're, like Draymond Jones is going to be double teamed all the time down there. So it's always one of those, it's always one of those tricky situations. Boy, that he'd be a tough one to lose. Young guy, been pretty durable. Um, has put up in the last three years six and a half, five and a half, six and a half sacks. And he's homegrown too. He's a organizational yeah. success story. So I those are the kind of guys you, you gotta keep. You gotta find a way to keep. And I know that he wasn't happy at times uh with the, with with what was going on around here. Um Come here right now. <laughs> but um yeah. I, to me, you know what I, I think you you franchise tag them, and then you hope that the new coaching staff, the new coordinator, a new way of doing things, mm. a new culture, you hope he likes that, and you you hope you convince him that this is the place he wants to be. That things have changed in a way that he's going to be happy with, right? Because this team, this team needs more good players. They can't afford to lose. The few good players that they have. Agreed. I agree with that. Listen, man, he's a really good player. And I think he's got the chance, like I said, to be a star. I think he's got star potential written all over him. Um, So it'll be interesting exactly to see what, you know, what they do. I mean, there are a lot of, if you're really looking at things, all the draft capital you gave up and and the players you gave up, there's a lot of work to be done to solidify your roster, both offensively and defensively. I think there's less work on the defensive side, but, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. Texter asked if you were trying to get me in an O'Reilly. Really? With Brandon Browning. And oh, Baron. Yeah. yeah what did I say? Brandon? Yeah. yeah but Sometimes see, you just the, folks, that, That's one that would not have counted because yeah. Yeah. there's Mark trying to get me in an O'Reilly, and, and then there's just Mark misspeaking. Right. Then there's just me screwing up somebody's <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't have the depth chart sitting in front of me. <laughs> See, you know? this is this is why we can't have nice things. I know it, was a, it, it started with a B, <laughs> Sir B Browning. Sir B, coming up, we got the morning brew for you. Kale McCarr update: Did the Avalanche mishandle their franchise player? And we mentioned it yesterday, but upon further digging, our guy Paxton Lynch made quarterback history this weekend. Congratulations. Something that's never been done by a professional quarterback. Tell you about it next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. While we await word on who the next defensive coordinator will be, we might be getting an inkling as to who the next linebackers coach will might be, and it could be your old Washington teammate. Yeah. Uh, who had, you broke bread with last night. Yeah. Had Minusk. Went over to Inverness. Had a little dinner with Minusk. It's good, man. So, Greg Minusky. Greg Minusky. In. Yeah. Or I like to call him Manu. Uh, but anyhow. Yeah, really cool. I mean, it's always good to get caught up, tell old, you know, you tell those old stories and it's just, it, it's fun, man. Great, great dude. Really been a coordinator, linebacker coach in this league for a very long time. Played for a long time. Um, so really cool to see, like really cool to see that kind of process come together, you know, and whether he gets hired or not, I have no idea. But uh, 
It was it was it was fun to connect. Like this that. is somebody who has extensive experience as a defensive coordinator, uh, going back to 2007 with the 49ers, then mm-hmm. the Chargers, then the Colts, uh, then Washington, and most recently this past year, he was a linebacker coach with Minnesota. So, but it is it is strange because. Usually, you hire your defensive coordinator, and then that defensive coordinator hires his linebacker coach, his mm-hmm. D-line coach, his secondary coach. But uh, we're going a little bit backwards here. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how I always assumed it worked, right? You hire your coordinators and let them kind of work with you to pick the staff that they want, guys that they want. But, hey, we're getting late in the game. And we don't have a D coordinator right now. Combine starts next week. Free agency starts, well, basically March 13th. Next on the morning brew, Kale McCarr is back in the concussion protocol. Concussion up to, uh, yeah, concussion protocol. He will miss both games this weekend. Jared Bednar said that the reason that both the independent spotter, concussion spotter at the St. Louis game on Saturday, plus the Avzone doctors, didn't think that McCarr had a concussion or didn't check him for a concussion was because the hit at the time involved his visor coming down and hitting his nose. So they thought the nose was the issue. Nose checked out fine, which is why he went back into the game. But then afterwards he showed symptoms of a concussion again. He's back in the protocol. Did the asthmus handle this? Yeah, I mean, obviously they did. Your nose checking? Like it's that like if a dude comes out, and why are you not just, especially since he just had a concussion? Right, you just you just test him. I would think. I mean, it doesn't seem that hard to me. Well, he's like he's don't. like, hey, the visor came down, hit me in the nose. My nose is sore. Right, check your nose. Yeah, nose is good. Okay, let's check you out for. I mean, you already got him checked out, right? You know he's had. He, you know he had an issue a week ago. You you, I, I would think that you check him again. Look, I never want hockey to get to the point of Major League Baseball and basketball where they baby their guys. Mm-hmm. But there is still this macho old school credo of hey, get stitched back up and get back out there. Right. Don't hardly miss a shift. You know, there's something that hockey players wear that with a badge of honor. So I, I'm sure McCarr wanted to get back out there Yes, quickly. but that's why you need, that's why that medical staff, that yeah, the trainers and the doctors, yeah, they, they've got to be the gatekeeper. And they've got to do a thorough job of checking those things out. So, yeah, that's a, you know, I mean, it's not an intentional mishandling, but it is a mishandling. Especially when it comes to a franchise player like that. Yeah. You just have to be so, so careful. Next on The Morning Brew... Set the mood. Yeah. Yeah, it's official. Paxton Lynch made quarterback history over the weekend as he is now the only professional quarterback to ever be benched in the NFL, CFL, XFL, and USFL. It's an unbelievable record when you think about it. <laughs> He is the alphabet soup goat. Alphabet soup goat. NFL. CFL. Okay, I got you. XFL. USFL. Are there any other FLs out there? 
that he could be benched from? Yeah. AFL. Arena Football League. You got to go for it. Go for it. Live your dream, man. Live your dream. So you're telling me there's a chance. Get on an AFL team and then just stink it up. You can do it. What's that club called? Uh, is it the... It's a different kind of goat. Is it, uh, what, the Grammys, Oscar? You want a Grammy, an Oscar, oh. a Tony, and an Emmy. Is, that, is it the goat? Oh, I don't know. Different I'm, kind of goat? I don't know what is that, you mean. Is that how they, well, anyway, he's he's the he's the professional quarterback version of that. Yeah. Way to go, Paxton. Good for you. We always knew you had it in you to be special. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> we always you know the it. The only person in history to be benched in all those leagues. Next on the Morning Brew, boy, there is some amazing, amazing things going on at CU right now. We coming! We coming! So, how about this? I saw. This is for their spring football game, okay? And in the past, you, you could show up for free. Yeah. So, over the last seven spring games combined, free. CU counted a total of about 30,000 fans who showed up for free to the last seven spring games combined. Last year, they had 1,950 people. This year, they're selling tickets to the spring game. Uh Uh-huh. Which is still two months away. So far, they've sold over 30,000 tickets. Sold over 30,000 tickets. The last seven years combined... They had 30,000 free tickets to the spring football game. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though, right? Coach, creating something special, you know, that that momentum, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, incredible. What they have already done. Now, obviously, we have to see some results on the football field, which I think we will. But what they've already done here nationally, you want to talk about putting somebody on the map that hasn't been on the map in decades. Decades. Inconceivable. It's, inc- it's it's incredible. It really is. They have not been this prominent on the national scene since they won their national championship. EGOT. Chad Bach. EGOT. That's right. EGOT. EGOT. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar. Tony. Tony. Right. Paxton Lynch is the EGOT he is of EGOT. professional quarterbacks. And he's the first. The first. He's the first. And I, don't oh. really, I don't know who the first EGOT was, but... That's what Paxton Lynch is. The first. The first. The first. And the, and the only And right probably now. will be the only for all. This is a record that may stand the test of time. That'll do it for the Morning Brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30. Well, if uh, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets needed any more inspiration and motivation to go and shove it down the throats of the NBA world, they got more over the weekend and more yesterday. Details next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. If you go to denversports.com, I have a new column up there. Do you now? Yeah, James Merrillette put it up there for me this morning. Really? Yes. And the the idea is is that after, especially after All-Star Weekend, Mm -hmm. boy, the Nuggets should have a... Grand Canyon-sized chip on their shoulder. 
after uh, an All-Star weekend that saw Aaron Gordon get snubbed, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray gets snubbed from the All-Star game, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Porter Jr. snubbed from the three-point contest, and then LeBron James um, and Giannis embarrassing Nikola Jokic by not making him one of the first picks in this silly, silly uh, draft that they did. Mm-hmm. Like we're playing dodgeball, kickball on the on the schoolyard. And instead of, <laughs> you know, you, you think about it, you had this picking of the teams for a, ga- for a game that wasn't a game. Mm-hmm. It was just, like people were saying, it was a glorified dunk contest. It was a layup line. Right. So if if you know it's not going to really be a game, then then who cares about the strategy of how you're picking players? You're not playing a game. God, I feel like I'm channeling my inner Allen Iverson yeah. right now. It's, it's, not it's, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's practice. It was a. It was an exhibition. Right. So if if it's just an exhibition, you're not playing a game. Then how about you show some respect for the two-time MVP? Make him the first pick. But they didn't. Of course not. Instead, it came down to him being one of the last picks and leading doofuses like me to, to speculate, well, he looked around and saw he was going to be the last guy picked. So he just walked over to LeBron and said, here, here I am. They should have a major, major chip on. This is not the fake Travis Kelsey. Right. Nobody believed in us. Crap. This is this is legit. Oh, it's real. It it is real. Not only, not only that, Mike. Like, like then you get my my boy Nick Wright was at it. Basically, diminishing what the Joker has done all season long because he's the last player taken in the All Star exhibition. Like. You realize that's not real basketball, right? You realize that. If it was a real basketball game, seriously, where would where would the Joker get picked? If it's a real, like if you're playing real basketball game, a real basketball game. Well, I know where I would pick him, but I don't know. More and more, you look at this game, the the, the way that it's marketed, the way it's played, and and what passes for what's important. I think it is. It's more about. The optics. That that's why Nick Wright can jump on yeah. him being picked second to last or last mm-hmm. because people do make a big deal of the optics, and it, it would have been a big deal if Nikola Jokic, the two-time reigning MVP, in a game picked by his peers, was the last guy taken. Right. The optics are bad. Where would where would he be picked if it were up to coaches and general managers? If it's a real game and it was coaches and general managers, where would he be picked? Oh, he would he would go first or second. Him or a healthy Giannis. Yeah. And by the way, he and Giannis were the ones that got the most player votes. So there's still plenty of players out there who understand and respect. Right. Respect the game. The game. But the the but comparing like comparing his MVP worthiness based on where he's selected in this faulty All Star game is yeah. just another. It's it's just another yeah, scarlet letter that they should the Nuggets should just be livid. Well, you want more motivation? How about Stephen A. Smith yesterday on ESPN saying that uh, 
until Jokic gets himself a ring, all these MVPs lose a little bit of its luster. It's not his fault. Obviously, injuries have played a role. But when you see Denver and how they've looked this year, and you're assuming that those guys are going to be available for him, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, you know, Porter Jr., at some point in time, you got to close. And if you're a three-time league MVP and you don't even have a championship appearance to show for that, that is problematic. At some point in time, we're looking at you and we're saying you can really, really play. You got the numbers, but in the end, you didn't close. The expectations are greater because of his greatness. Stephen A. has a soundtrack that follows him around. Yes, yes, he does. Um, But he's right. I mean, he's right. We always put so much emphasis, so much, so much on, on championships. We do it all the time in every sport. Well, how many championships does he want? You know, oh, that quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, can't sit at the big boy table. He's only got one championship. You know, the one championship table. Drew Brees, hey, hell of a quarterback. You know, when he retired, he had every record, but he only had one championship. Like, that stuff is real. So, is that unfair? Um, is it unfair? No, it's not. I mean, it's not fair, but it's not unfair. It it just, you are expected when you are one of the superstars of, you know, your generation, um, one of your superstars of your league, it comes with an expectation of winning a championship. Is it fair that Marino didn't win any? You know, is it, hey, Elway always said, hey, man, if I retired and without a championship, man, my career would be complete until he got a championship because I was lying. Like, this completes, like, of course. Of course it's, it's not fair, but it is, it's reality. We need some way to be able to keep score, right? And I've, I've heard the arguments against that you have to have a championship. I get it. Does... Does does is Barry Sanders any less of a player because right. he didn't win? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. I get that. Dan Marino. But when you're when you're having these discussions, when you're having these debates with your friends about who the greatest of all time is, there, there's got to be some way to sort of keep score. Mm-hmm. And in the absence of something else, some other way, I'm open. I'm all ears. Give me another way. But it seems like the best way to do it is. Had the career, had the greatness, had the numbers, but also got the rings and came through in those moments to win rings. And whenever you have these greatest of all time debates, I don't care what the sport is, what do you normally find is the common denominator? Championships. 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 I think the other thing is, is the regular season, especially when we're talking NBA, has just been watered down. Because of load management, because of the way teams treat it, because of all that stuff. So when you're putting up huge numbers, when Russell Westbrook is, is you know, he hits, when he's averaging a triple-double, it doesn't mean what it used to mean when the Big O did it. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. And as impressive as it is, and it's really impressive from the Joker, that has been watered down a bit because of the way the league operates. Good point. If you're telling us that these guys need to have days off because the schedule's just too grueling, which is laughable. They've been playing back-to-backs in the NBA for decades. Yeah, flying commercials. Flying commercials. So the notion that uh, all of a sudden uh, it's just such a grind 
is ridiculous. But okay, I'll play along. If the idea is, hey, we got to keep our key guys fresh. Mm-hmm. Although you know it's a problem when guys from the Orlando Magic and <laughs> you know Charlotte Hornets are, are taking days off for right. load management. What what are you exactly resting up for? There'll be no postseason for you, but. If that's the idea, then okay, then you're right. You've made the, the, the playoffs even that much more magnified. Right. That much more significant. Unfair. You're right. But Nikola Jokic is going to win a third straight MVP, mm-hmm. and the Nuggets have to win an NBA title for him. Because otherwise, his three-peat, yeah. it'll go up against Bird and Russell and Chamberlain, and it'll be... Which one of these guys don't belong? And unfortunately, that's the way history will look at it. Yeah. We won't here, but the rest of the NBA world, the rest of the world will look at it and say, you didn't win a title. Right. You don't belong there. Coming up, four down territory. Speaking of the Nuggets, the Jamal Murray update that uh, many of you are waiting on. We'll tell you about it next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 